we welcome you. We ask that you stand. Amen. So good to see each and every one of you. We're going to open in prayer this morning. I ask God to have his way. Amen. We had a good church at 930. We're going to have a good church at 11. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. God of heaven, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for another opportunity, God, to be able to come into your house. God, another opportunity, God, to worship at your throne. God, we love you today. We thank you, God, for your presence, God, that we felt already. God, we pray. God, that you would just have your way in this house. God, we pray that your spirit, God, would manifest, God, in this house today. God, we pray that you would anoint the, the man of God as he brings forth the word today. God, anoint our hearts, anoint our minds today. God, that we would, uh, that our hearts and minds, God, would receive a word from you. God, that we would be open. God, I pray, God, for every individual, God, for every family, God, that's represented here today. God, I pray. God, that we've come today, God, with an offering. God, we've come with purpose. We've come to, to worship you. We've come, we've not come empty, God, but we've come full with purpose, God, to worship you, God, to praise you. God, we love you and we thank you. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor today. God, I pray that your presence, God, would have its way. God, that the gifts of the Spirit would operate. God, that your presence... God would manifest, God, that you would walk up and down these aisles, God, that you would touch and move and move and touch on every individual, God, every heart, God, that your presence, God, would, would have its way in this house, God, open up the windows of heaven, God, today, God, pour out your spirit, God, pour out your blessings, oh, can somebody help me today, come on, let's talk to him, just for a few moments, come on, let's break up the
and we stopped at uh, Subway to get something for lunch. And when I got back, I didn't even finish the salad that I'd gotten, and I started feeling really bad physically. Uh, tightness came in my chest, uh, pain in my right arm, and I knew this wasn't my usual, your blood pressure's a little elevated. So I told my co-worker, I said, I'm, I'm going to go home and check my blood pressure. I got there, my blood pressure was extremely high. And I, but I knew this was not one of those lay down and you're going to feel better moments. And I know some of you all, you super, you know, super faith. But let me tell you, sometimes you need your faith, you need prayer, and you might need a pill. You might need faith, prayer, appeal, and a And she said, well, let me step outside so I can pray. And she began to pray in the power of God. And I did. I began to feel better. But I still knew that I needed to go to the hospital. And I went across the lane. And, and she, she met me there. And um, they were, when I did the triage, um, and they took me immediately to the back and gave me an aspirin. Then they ordered an EKG. And um, the... The, the nurse came in and you know if you got a good pastor, some of y'all, y'all called everybody else, but I called, I said, do you know Mr. Crutchfield? She said, yes, he's working on the other side. I said, well, he's my pastor. Can you let him know that I'm here? And in comes Pastor C and he stuck his head in the door and he said, now, what are you doing here? <laughs> So, long story short, I told him, I said, well, I'm not staying here, Pastor. When you clock out, I'm leaving too. <laughs> Don't clap yet. Wait till we get to the clocking out time. <laughs> so, they, they got, got an IV, and I hate to be stuck because I'm such a hard stuff. This is all for the glory of God's saints. Yes. This is all for the glory of God. It's not about me. Because I live a life that whenever the Lord comes, I'm ready. Amen. Amen. So they were about to let me go. But the, uh, the practitioner ordered a second EKG. And I think my numbers were the first one like 86. And then it had went all the way over 3,000. So I called Pastor and told him what they said, and, and I said, but still, Pastor, now when you leave, I'm leaving. He said, no, <laughs> no. And uh, the nurse, she said, um, she was explaining everything to me. I said, just give it to me in layman's terms. You know, this can't be so bad. She said, well, okay, you're having a heart attack. And I was like, what? Nah. <laughs> nah. They said, you're going to Savannah right now because you need cardiac care. So long story short, the pastor said, yes, you need to go. They were going to airlift me, but the weather was bad. So I took the ambulance ride to Savannah. And in the ambulance, this is what I said to the Lord. Look what I've done to your temple. Because some of this was my doing. I should have been on a strict diet and uh, restricting what I eat and walking and exercising. But when I got there Friday morning, they got me checked in, admitted me. Friday morning, the cardiologist came in 
and he said, we're going to have to do a heart catheter and um, all of that. And they took me down about 1 o'clock for the heart cath. And um, Pastor had already told me what they were going to do because you all know his testimony. Now, I want to be like my pastor. I don't want to be like every way pastor seen. So he had already told me what was going to happen and about the twilight medicine and everything, you know, and it did make me a little drowsy. But when I woke up, the cardiologist said, if you had a heart attack, there's no signs of it.
thanks to our sister Sherry. She stands in for Elder Brother Hunto. He had a heart attack the other day, and they said that they weren't going to be able to do a stint that didn't look like they're going to have to do open heart surgery. So we want to pray for the elder right now that God would touch him as his daughter-in-law stands in for him. Would you lift your hands this way? Oh, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our brother right now. God, that you touch his heart. Lord, that you touch the surgeons, the cardiologists that are making the decisions right now, the choices. Hey, God, that you heal his body because by your stripes we're healed. Hey, Brother Hunto, I know you're online right now. We lift our hands towards you and Sister Hunto. How we pray for y'all right now that the Holy Ghost just moves and that God heals your heart and does a miracle in the name of Jesus. We pray and thank you and praise you, Lord. Amen and amen. Let's worship you.
Spirit. And taking us up toward heaven. Tune yourself to the power of the Holy Ghost right now. And let God just move into your life. Speak into your spirit and do a work in you right now. God, you are the way maker. Make it a way in my life. Oh, when I don't see it, I know you're still working. When I don't feel it, I know you're still working. When I don't know it, I know you're still working. Because you never stop, God. Oh, we give you praise and honor and glory. Somebody give him praise right now. Somebody, somebody you just you right there on that edge of the breakthrough. You need to just go ahead and give him some glory. Go ahead and glorify the Lord. Go ahead and magnify him. Hallelujah. Oh, what an awesome God we serve today. Somebody give him praise. Come on, where you are, give him praise. Exalt him. Maybe you're in a pew right now. Why don't you just spin around that pew one time and give him some glory. I said that leap for joy for just a moment. If nobody's around you, move the pew out of the way. And why don't you dance for the Lord for just a moment? He's a good God. He's magnificent. He is in this place. His spirit is here right now. Oh, you or in front of you or around you, tell them how good it is to see them in church. Awesome to have Chris and Wendy with us. I see Chris, I don't see Wendy right now, but they were married here in this church, I believe 13, 14 years ago, and they're visiting with us. Great to have you, Chris. Amen. Praise God. Revelations chapter 20. This isn't my normal sermon or message. I ended up the last several days, I think since maybe Wednesday, got up early and began to seek the Lord and study. And, and, and I flipped back to the old way of doing things. The, and I just started writing notes. And, um, and then I, I spent yesterday seeking the Lord. And last night I, I didn't really have any notes per se. I didn't have a sermon direction that I had this thought and in a certain number of points and all of these things but and then last night I was like Lord you know all, all of these chapters it's just way way too much uh, to try to preach in one service and uh, I was from chapter 16 15 all the way through uh, the end of the book of Revelations and uh, I, I believe God led me to, to a thought, but pretty much this is just a compilation of notes. It's not 
uh, necessarily a direction, but I believe it is what the Lord wants the church to know in this hour. I, I believe that's what's important. I believe we are being sensitive to the Holy Ghost this morning. In Revelation 20, verse 4, it says, I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. This is the ESV version. And for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. Now this is the first resurrection. It's a key point here. First resurrection. And then verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Skipping down to verse 11, it says, I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 13 says, The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Now the church, from what I gather, is already out of here. But now, now we come to this great white throne judgment and Death and hell are delivered up. They delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Now what's awesome is death and hell. So, so in humanity, we're afraid of death. That, that, that's the one fear I believe that we all share. And, and we have faith. And we have, we have faith that if the Lord took us today, you know, we're going to go to glory. But you got to admit, there's still this, you know, if, if there was a line that said, everybody that wants to go ahead and go to heaven right now, would you walk through this line? Most of the church is probably going to come up on the other side. Say, you know, still have things to do. People win. Uh, it's a plan of God. Some, if I got the door, I'm... Walking through it, praise God. Verse 15, And whosoever was not... Now, now this is really stood out to me last night. I, I just had to go see Sister Crutchfield, and I was like, read this. It sound like what I'm reading. And she was like, yeah. She asked me this morning on the way to church. She usually, you know, is, is trying to decide if the song said that they've prayed about and sought the Lord fits, you know, to some degree with what I'm preaching. She's kind of looked at me this morning. She's like, so you're preaching, uh, what was it? You're preaching hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> like, okay. So 
I think the song said it probably had nothing to do with what I was preaching. Point in time, but God was good. It says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. No chance. No opportunity. No gray area. No gray area here. And uh, I want to preach for a few minutes. We'll get there to the title. But called, chosen, and faithful. Called, chosen, and faithful. Pastoral staff, would you lead us in? Lord Jesus, we come to your throne of grace this morning, Lord, as you have called us into this place, Lord, to hear the word of God from the man of God. We pray, Lord, that as Pastor speaks, you would open up our understanding, Lord, as we are going through revelation, Lord, that we may understand, Lord, what you have in store for us and those that don't follow you. We are thankful, Lord, for the mighty word, Lord, that you have delivered to us, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Lord, for opening my spirits, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that you may be able to pour in, Lord, insight, wisdom, and understanding. We thank you. We pray that you would touch our pastor and strengthen him as he is the power of the word. In Jesus' name, and the congregation said, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. After that, shout to him one time and you can be seated. too much. Will I mention Hellfire and Breadstone? Probably so. Is that the focus of what I'm preaching? No. But uh, call chosen and faithful is what I want to talk about. Now, if we look in the scripture here in Revelations, if anybody ever took a journey through Revelations, it's, it's like this beautiful painting. And, and, and if you can grab a hold of some of the imagery and, and, and some of the way things are described in there, and as we are entering the day and hour that we live in, I start to see the things that John saw back then. I see how things today could mean what John saw. You know, used to, I thought, from from a, from studying another theologian that maybe the locusts that were just uh, swarming, that that appeared to have a man's head, I used to think that looked like, maybe like a helicopter and and then I got to thinking after I started seeing that some of these, uh, what is it called, that they fly them without the drones. I, and, the, and then I started reading that they're having like drone fields, swarms of drones. And I thought, man, is that not very descriptive of how John described the locusts that he saw in the book of Revelations? Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Amen. And if we look though, and, and I'm going to quickly go through this as I can, but I want us to grab a hold of some of it. Chapter 16 is about the vials being poured out, the angels having the vials and pouring them out. And then Revelation 17 shifts focus, and it's talking about the beast, and it's talking about what the King James calls, I believe, the great. The great. I believe it's the great, the great whore, I think. I, I didn't want to use that word. I wanted y'all to do it for me. But, uh, I think prostitute. I, that's why I went to the ESV, the, the prostitutes. And then chapter, 
It's the word. That's right. Revelation 18 is, is talking about the fall of Babylon. So let's back up for just a moment without me reading all of it. Just kind of skimming through chapter 16, verse 17. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder and an earthquake such as there never had been since man was on the earth. So great was that earthquake. And, and the great city was split into three parts and the cities of the nations, not nation, but the cities of the nations. It's talking about the world. All these cities fell. And God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. Yes. It says, every island fled away, no mountains were found. I'm speaking of something that's going to happen. And, and great hailstones. And, and 100 pounds each. Can you, Anybody ever been in a hailstorm and it just drops down and it messes up whatever you're driving in and, and you have to go to the insurance and get a paint job. Anybody ever experienced that? And, and, and it's just like, how about, it's almost like golf balls or marbles dropping. This right here says that they will be 100 pounds each just falling from the sky. And, 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 but it says when this happens, this is a judgment of God. And it says it fell from heaven on people. And it says what they did. They cursed God for the plague of the hell because the plague was so severe. Instead, when judgment happens, instead of glorifying Him, instead of repenting and asking God forgiveness, and it says they curse God for the plague of the hell. And then we shift to chapter 17, and one of the seven angels said, Come, I want to show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed. Now listen to this. With whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. Leadership in political structures and systems. But it says that they will commit sexual immorality with, uh, with, with the offshoots of the great prostitute. And, and then it says, and with the wine of whose in sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. So there's all this sexual immorality going on in chapter 17. And, and, and while all of this is going on, it says that the earth, the dwellers on earth, that's how the ESV describes it, they've become drunk with this immorality. In other words, they don't see anything wrong with it. They're, they're so consumed, they're drunk on it that they either enjoy it, take part in it, or have pleasure in those things just watching it and seeing it. And, and so they become drunk. And then he says, he carried me away in the spirit. And I saw the woman sitting on a scarlet beast. And listen to this. That was full of blasphemous names. And it had, I want to come back to that blasphemous names in a few minutes. And it has seven heads and ten horns. Is this okay? Y'all? The woman was arrayed. Listen to how she was described. She was arrayed in purple and scarlet. She was adorned. Who's adorning? Let it not be with the 
outward adorning of silver and gold. And it, it says she was adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. So it's really talking about how sexually uh, deviant society would be become in this time so much so that the world, the dwellers of earth would become uh, drunk with the sexual immorality. And, and then here she is, she's got a golden cup full of the abominations and impurities of her sexual immorality. And, and, and then verse 5 says, And on her forehead was written the name of the mystery Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And verse 6 says, And I saw the woman drunk with the blood yes. of the yes. saints yes. and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. She was drunk with the slaughter of Christians, of apostolics, of people who had made their mind up they were going to live for God. Now, I'm not telling you today that if you're born, we should all be born again. God's given us grace and mercy and we should all, all be born again. We should be repent and be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus while we have opportunity and be filled with the Holy Ghost. We, we all should do that. God did that. He loved us so much. He's given that to us. But, but here we've got a transition and happening and there comes a time when time as it is stops when this dispensation of grace is over and then the people that had a choice will no longer have that same choice to live for God and to repent of their sins and, and to, to live for God and to live a holy and godly lifestyle. And then verse 14 says, And they will make war on the Lamb, the beast, the prostitute, and all of those with them, and, and all these others will give power to the beast and they will make war on the Lamb. Does anybody know who the Lamb is? And it says, and the Lamb will conquer them. There's the back of the book right there. It doesn't matter how rough it gets. It doesn't matter how hard life is. The Bible says we're going to be attacked. The Bible says
I feel the age we are in is those that Jesus is preparing to come back for his church. I believe that with everything in me. And I believe we're getting closer and closer to that moment in time, to, to when that trumpet sounds. And, and then what is termed in Scripture as the resurrection or the first resurrection in Revelations 20 and 6, mark that in your Bible if you have it, it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Because on such, the second death hath no power. about being in a trial that the accuser is accusing you of all the things that you've done because you were covered by the blood. You were covered by the blood. Does anybody get what I'm saying there? It says, blessed is he to have part of the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests in God of Christ. The trumpet's going to sound. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. It says in 1 Thessalonians, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive, you see what's going to happen is on that day that trumpet's going to sound and Billy Wilson and Sue Wilson, just to name a few, judgment seat of Christ. And, and, and we will be judged, but it is not the type of judgment that is mentioned further on in Revelations that we read when we opened the book. That's not. We're going to be more attuned to an Olympic type ceremony well, where people are being recognized for their medals, for their honor, for what they've done for the Lord throughout their life. And we're, we're going to be gathered around. I'll just use him because he's not here. And, and you're going to see Billy Jack Wilson up there on that medal stand. I, I'm figuratively, I'm just speaking that. And, and you're going to be see behind him thousands of people that were reached. He may have reached 20. He may have reached 100. He may have reached 500. But what about the 500 those 500 reached? And the thousand and those thousand. So you'll see thousands upon thousands standing behind, behind him as God recognizes him.
I, I want as many rewards when I get to eternity. And I'm not doing this for rewards, but you understand what I'm saying there. I, I want to do everything I can do for God now while I can. And yet we live in 2023. And, and with that, a world that is ever-changing. You can read on the world news about leaders and their falls and their relationship with the great what was the other one? Prostitute. And, 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 and that's ultimately it's spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6 tells us, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. You see, there are these princes that are over these areas. And they control and they influence. And, 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 and they, they get into places... I, I, I don't even have time to go into all, all of that. And, and, and you see you see a lot of this playing out on the world stage. Yes. Yes. Says, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, ultimately being able to stand. Does anybody want to stand? Yes. I want to stand. I've got my mind made up. I want to live for Him. And, but Revelation 17, back to that, it, it talks about he carried me away into the wilderness and he saw this woman on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names, seven heads, ten horns, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. And it called her in the next verse the mother of prostitutes and of the earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints. And then we read in not only there but other places about being drunk with the blood of the saints. So she, what does that mean? She would be drunk with the blood of the saints. And then chapter 17 also tells us verse 2, whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. I think of that song right now of what I want to be. Holiness. Holiness. It's what I long for. Righteousness. Righteousness. It's what I need. Oh, hallelujah. Our society is changing ever fast. The dwellers on earth are drunk. They're drunk with pornography. They're drunk with uh, same-sex marriage. They're drunk with all kinds of abominations, the Scripture declares. And, and here, they're drunk with sexual immorality. We'll leave it at that. Being taught contrary principles than the kingdom of God. And if you don't believe the way they tell you to believe, they will attack you. They will have the blood of the saints on their hands. And we need to keep our eyes open in this hour because can I tell you, the devil would love to trip us up. He wants to trip you up. He wants to trip you up because his prostitute is trying to continue to set up dominion and authority in your mind. Trying to control the, the, the seat of your mind with everything that it pushes forward. But we 
are different. We've been called to be different. We're not called for that. We're not called to live in that. We're called to come out from among that. Verse 3, he carried me away and I saw a woman sitting on the scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names. The KJV says, full of names of blasphemy. Perhaps those crying out against God who once were called and once were chosen. Scripture doesn't give us all three. Meaning, you can just pick two. And two out of three ain't bad. It says called, chosen, and faithful. And faithful. He didn't commit adultery with the great whore or prostitute. Sounds better. So, so here, perhaps, these blasphemous names are people speaking out against God that once knew God, that once loved God. But they chose these ways and, and they became consumed in this adultery and lust of this society and of this world. They got caught up in the pornography. They got caught up in the movements. These names full of blasphemy. 
The world doesn't want you to live holy. There's a system being set up. It's called the Antichrist. And while the Antichrist can be an individual, it can also be a system that is against Christ. It's a system that works against Christ. And I'm sorry, but if you notice in this wonderful country that we live, there are many parts of the system in our country that only seem to speak out against Christianity. And their purpose is to protect every group except Christianity. And, and, and why, why is that? Why is that? The Word of God says so. It says, And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. The woman was drunk with the blood of the saints. But we're called to be different. We're not like the world. You're not of the world. You've been changed in Jesus' name. We are called chosen and faithful. We aren't turning our backs. I'm not turning my back. Anybody got your mind made up? I've got my mind made up. The, the angels pour out the vials in Revelation 16 and, and, and there's seven vials and the first is referred to as a grievous sore, basically a pestilence upon the people who had the mark of the beast or worshipped the beast. And, and, and then it's this setup of these people that voluntarily somewhat take this mark and they become part of the Antichrist system. And then the second vial is poured out in Revelation 16. And I believe it's the second one that said they blasphemed the name of God that had power over these plagues. And there's one scripture in there that says that they repented not to give God glory. God help me to always be repentant. Guess what? I'm humanity. I, I, I make mistakes. And I have to repent. I have to ask God to forgive me. Sometimes God convicts me to repent. You know, I never get convicted to repent. He just, yeah. I've been looking for you too long to find myself back in this place, but here I am. The difference is these when, when these vials were poured out and these things started happening, they didn't repent. They refused to repent and they started cursing God. We, when, when things happen, we run to an altar and we repent. God, I'm sorry. God, I messed up. I made a mistake. Forgive me. I want to be like you. I want to come out from among them and be separate. I don't want to be like the world. As we look at this, each time an angel opens a vial, as we look multiple times throughout this chapter, it says that they wouldn't repent and that they curse God. Right, right. They wouldn't repent and they curse God. When bad things happening, they don't go to the altar. They don't go to the rock. They don't go to the refuge. They don't know the refuge. Or, or they knew it and they left it. And, 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 and so 
it appears that this war is a constant assault against the people of God because it collectively said that they have shed the blood of the saints. If you think it's bad now, just wait. But there is a people. There is a people that are called, that are chosen. Will you be faithful? Will you be faithful? I don't know about you. I want to keep marching and moving. I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep going. I want to keep sharing the hope of the gospel. Will I be condemned by the world? Absolutely. And guess what? I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep living for God. But this also gives me an unction as I read in Revelations. A lot of people are like, oh, Pastor, let's preach me happy and, and, and let's get excited and, and, and talk about the goodness of God. But leave all this stuff out. You won't be convicted to reach the lost. You won't be as convicted to reach your parents. You won't be as convicted to reach your children and your grandchildren if we leave all of the beautiful portrait and painting of God out of our lives. We have to understand. We have to read this because it convicts me. It convicts me that I've got to reach the lost. That I've got to reach people that I love. That I've got to reach people that I don't know. Separate people. So the power 
are they going to deceive Jesus if you don't look any different than what they look like? If you're doing the same things they're doing, if you're caught up in the same sexual immorality that they're caught, how, how, how are they going to see Jesus in you? We are called chosen. Will you be faithful? I don't want to have been called and chosen and faithful for a time and then find myself among those uttering blasphemies because I've given myself over to something. I want to stay faithful. You see, the devil can't really mess with your calling, Brother Banks. And, 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 and Brother Bob, he can't, he can't do anything about the fact you've been chosen. But the one place, the dimension, the realm that he can work is will you be faithful? Will you be faithful? Will you be faithful? Or will you get offended and leave? Or will you get your feelings hurt and walk out? Or, or, or will you decide you want to do things in the world more than you want to live godly and holy? Shout. 
it, it, it was scientists that looked it up and studied the waves of a shout and that when somebody shouted at a certain decibel level it literally shredded the air like, it was like they, there was a shredding in the air and, and, and then uh, I believe it was Brother Woodward that put it together that said the devil is the prince of the air in scripture so he doesn't let you shout it literally gives him a headache somebody that's called, chosen, and faithful to be. We're called to be different. We're called to act different. We're called to live different. We're called to pray different. We're called to dance different. We're called to praise different. We're called to have church different. We're called to preach different. God calls you. God's chosen you. But will you be faithful today? Will you be faithful? We live in a war carnal world, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. I'm talking to somebody, 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises 
Can we give the Lord a hand right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you called? How many are chosen? How many have your mind made up? I'm going to remain faithful. I'm going to be faithful. And if you made your mind up, you're going to be faithful and you fall, then get back up again. And still live for God. I explained to you today the lust that's in the world, the sin that's very prevalent. And I don't want you to think there's something wrong with you because you battle some things that perhaps the person next to you does not battle. That's part of the spirit that is in the world. And when we live among the world, we're going to feel things. We're going to sense things. We're, 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 going to, we're going to have temptations. The Bible says lust, when it hath conceived, brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. You're going to have lust. You just have to learn how to say no to lust. You, you, you have to understand everybody has got lust. And your lust is not sexual. But maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's not gossip, but perhaps it's cigarettes. Maybe it's not cigarettes, but it's alcohol. You've got your lust, and, and you just got to learn how to squash that lust and say no. And it, it, if you do that, God will see you through that. If you do that, God will submit yourselves unto God. It's the first thing you do. Don't just try to resist. First, sur surrender to God. After you surrender to God, then begin to resist those things. And I promise you, as you begin to resist those things, those things will flee from you. They will flee from you. And some people have a battle because they've lived with perhaps a certain lust for a long time. And, and sometimes it's not just easy to stop that. And it may, maybe your lust is shopping. I just break it easy. And you keep spending and spending and then you do good for a month. And, it, and, and you get to the end of the month and you pay that credit card off. And then you're like, well, I got the credit card pay off. I can go do what I want to now. And then you come back in here and you're like, oh God, I failed you again. I failed me. And, 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 and so then you just got to keep working. You got to keep working. Because God wants you to make it. He wants you to make it. He's on your side. He's not a judging God right now. It's just like when you ought to bust him. That's not how God is. God is a God of love. And, and He's cheering you on. He wants you to make it. The struggle may be real. You may need help. Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Sometimes you've got to talk to somebody. So sometimes you 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 got to spend some time. You need some help getting through a situation. But don't just give in to us. Resist that. Fight against that. God wants to see us through. Amen. You're called. Somebody say, I'm called. Somebody say, I'm chosen. Somebody say, I made my mind up this morning. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give Him praise right now. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. God is 
if the ushers would come, we're going to prepare to close it out. Just a few few announcements that we need to make. Uh, Mommy and me tomorrow, the matinee, the, the bulletin says 9 a.m. It's actually 11. Um, so that'll be here at the church. And then Thursday, Mommy and me, 9 o'clock at Three Lemons in Richmond Hill. So don't go to Four Lemons, go to Three Lemons. Um, call Chosen and Faithful, yes. Uh, Friday, May the 5th, we'll have a revival service with Myron Wyman Jr. So come out at 7 p.m. Don't want to miss that. He's a great, great preacher. Amen. Um, you can you can come and, and give as the Lord has blessed you. I'm going to pray and then we can be this. God of heaven, we love you today. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you for your word today. God, we pray that you would bless this offering. God, we pray that you would multiply. God, bless every gift. Bless every giver. Use it for the glory of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See you Tuesday night.